brand new system with team members that are either not eager, uh, unwilling, or not trained on that new system, it is certainly going to cause troubles downstream. Good day, and welcome to this week's HIMSCAST podcast. I'm Bill Sawicki, Managing Editor of Healthcare IT News, the HIMS Media publication. Most CIOs and other health IT leaders and workers at hospitals and health systems know the pains of transitioning from one major system to another. For example, a move to a new electronic health record system. But there are ways to go about a major system transition that can protect the healthcare organization from any number of problems. My guest today, a healthcare IT consultant with years of expertise, will offer his hard-earned wisdom to help you more easily and safely move from one system to another. My guest is Rich Emilio, Vice President, Healthcare IT Operations and Consulting at E4 Health. Welcome, Rich. Thanks for having me, Bill. So let's jump straight in. First, uh, where should health IT leaders at provider organizations start when it comes to transitioning from a major IT system, from one major system to another? Absolutely. Great question. Um, I, I think there's a couple of things that need to uh, be thought through when transitioning EMRs. Obviously, in the healthcare landscape right now, EMR transitions are, are very popular and on the upswing. Um, I, I think first and foremost, what I'm seeing right now is to align yourself with a vendor that has the same values, um, that wants to be a trusted partner with you. Um, right now, what I'm seeing a lot of is antagonistic-based relationships where there's a lot of finger pointing. So finding a vendor that's a trusted partner, trusted advisor, and is striving toward protecting your KPIs and has the same vision and values as your organization it is certainly one of the first things that should be done. Um, I think the other thing is setting up a, a governance structure. So understanding, right, who are my key stakeholders, having those folks accountable to decision-making, everything from workflow development to testing sign-off, all the way on through through operational change management is really important. Um, I, I think where organizations struggle today is they get caught up in small issues and roadblocks and don't have that plan or that governance to remove those roadblocks and keep that program moving forward. I think lastly, if I had to, to think about it, are pre-planning exercises. Everything from how am I going to move my data from old system to new system? Um, what does my resource plan look like? Right? How am I going to leverage my existing employees as part of this new implementation? I think a lot of those questions are often thought about after, um, and it's too late. Right? There's a lot of thought process that goes into selecting that new EMR. But once that EMR is selected, it's often flying by the seat of your pants. And if you're able to do the proper pre-planning in answering some of those questions, right? They, they all have significant patient safety issues um, as well as issues with getting cash in the door as quickly as possible after that transition. 
not having a, a strong EMPI strategy, for instance, you know, can certainly lead to uh, a number of denials and shortening or elongating, uh, I should say, the amount of time it takes to get claims out and cash in. How can CIOs and their teams transition systems in such a way that improves data integrity in the new system? Uh, similar to the question above, um, I, I think there's, again, a multi-tiered or multifaceted approach. Um, I do, once again, I think there's going to be a, a level that requires a, a governance team set up. Um, you know, having a, a team or a data governance structure that's inclusive of coding and CDI, um, even HIM, those mid-ref cycle areas, is really important to, to ensuring that your data is clean, but also there's a process uh, to keep it clean long-term. Um, I would also say on top of that, again, EMPI is paramount. There's too many times I have spoken to HIM directors um, or, or HIM leadership within organizations where they know their EMPI is not where it needs to be. And there's room for improvement as far as cleanup or you know, very small um, tweaks that could be done, but the funding isn't there. Or there's larger projects that are taking precedence over um, what some organizations feel is a more minor EMPI-based cleanup. Again, when you go back to claims out and cash in the door for an organization, having a clean EMPI is one of those strategies to really help from a financial standpoint, especially with organizations struggling the way they are today. Um, lastly, I would say, and while it may not be relevant to all organizations out there, um, cloud technologies can absolutely help with data integrity. Um, having data in a cloud from various sources, data lakes, call it what you will, allows organizations to leverage um, API technology as well as other technologies to really help enhance interoperability and, and that data cleanliness that a lot of organizations are struggling with today. Um, again, I, I know cloud technology is certainly a buzzword um, and there's, there's a lot of costs and, and other, I'll, I'll say, implications to moving to the cloud. However, you know, for organizations where it, it makes sense, I do think it's worth a leadership reviewing and at least exploring to understand, is the strategy one that'll help my organization? And if so, understanding the ways in which it can help in the ROI. So what needs to be done during these transition periods uh, to drive better system adoption and and then satisfaction. Sure, um, I, I think the the major thing from my standpoint, again, having been through numerous uh, implementations, both on the client side as well as on the the consulting side, is the involvement of operational stakeholders. Oftentimes these large-scale implementations, whether it's a new EMR or even just a small um, best-of-breed system I, I've seen it in, the IT department or you know the, the 
organization looks at it more as IT department, go implement this. And while IT does try at times to pull in the right folks, the, the operational teams have other responsibilities that are, are often superseding being part of this smaller project from their viewpoint. So oftentimes what we see is IT is making critical decisions, whether it's from workflow, uh, whether it's from a, a testing standpoint, identifying key elements that are part of testing, signing off on testing. And what generally happens in, in those instances is when that system goes live, the operational team isn't aware of all of the decisions that were made. And it doesn't necessarily follow their, their process on that unit or within that department. And what ends up happening is they're not happy with what's been delivered. And there's a lot of figure pointing once again, you know, from the, the operational team to the IT team. And that relationship is not symbiotic. It's not a win-win relationship. Involving those key stakeholders from the start, letting them have a say in key decisions from workflow to even having a seat at the table. Those operational stakeholders should be testing the, the system prior to it even moving forward to a point where there's a consideration of going live. I think those key stakeholders that are there at testing can then speak down to the rest of their team and the rest of their department to tell them, you know, this is actually a good thing for us and how it's going to improve their department or their area, which out of the gate is going to improve that, that overall adoption as well as help to the satisfaction from whether it's a clinical standpoint, whether it's a financial standpoint through financial operations and how everything is moving out the back end. So I, I think that is probably the biggest thing that, that needs to happen through any implementation is that operational um, key stakeholder involvement. So I just have one more question for you today, Rich, and that is um, how can leaders protect cash flow during big system transitions? Yeah, so first and foremost, I, I think identifying the KPIs that are or, or should be considered during that transition. Uh, I think that's critical for any organization to understand and protect those KPIs throughout their, their transition of an EMR system. Um, as I've said before, I think operational uh, involvement and change management it is certainly very important uh, through the process. And to me, that also includes um, end user training, um, and adoption. Having a system, a, a brand new system with team members that are either not eager, uh, unwilling, or not trained on that new system, it is certainly going to cause troubles downstream. Understanding how to get claims out the door in the most efficient process or the most efficient manner how can we more easily identify potential denials before that claim is is going out the door is extremely important, not only in protecting cash, but a common thread here is how do we make sure the time from work being done to claim going out the door is as short as possible, but also claim going out the door and dollars coming back into the organization? How do we shorten that time period? And it's 
ensuring that you've done your due diligence and any denials or potential for denial um, of a claim is understood and mitigated upstream as opposed to after it goes out the door. Um, and, and again, I think a lot of that goes back to having true involvement and um, planning with your operational stakeholders. So operational engagement, once again, is critical to the to the success, but also to protecting the cash um, with any system implementation. All right. And that is this week's Hymnscast. I'd like to thank my guest, Rich Emilio, Vice President, Healthcare IT Operations and Consulting at E4 Health. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for having me, Bill, and I appreciate your time. And to all of our listeners, stay tuned. Another Hymnscast is on the way soon.